With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Fantasy executive and Fabs coming to you on the holiday week. Mike, one of the biggest weekends in the NFL. Yeah. Week 12, it starts on Thursday with the traditional, excuse me, thanksgiving day games that's right yeah and uh this goes back to i believe 1930 i want to say 34 when they Mm -hmm. played the first thanksgiving day game in the nfl it was lions bears and going into that game the bears were undefeated and the lions only had uh one loss so boy how times have changed for those franchises right yes it's true yeah uh is if if i'm not mistaken these games were giving given to the Lions and the Cowboys. Well, the Cowboys, obviously, because of the TV, the television appeal. But the Lions was as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a gift to the Ford family, if I'm not mistaken. Well, the, the, the Lions actually started on Thanksgiving because they had been purchased by a gentleman whose name I can't remember. And he pushed to have games on Thanksgiving because he thought that it would bring in crowds. And then when the NFL wanted to have another team play every year on Thanksgiving... The rest of the NFL didn't want it. So the Cowboys mm-hmm. at that time were run by Tex Schramm. And Tex was like, all right, yeah, we'll we'll take it. And it's been Detroit and Dallas ever since. The Cowboys have only missed two Thanksgiving Day uh, games since 1966, which is when they started. 
1975 and 1977. Other than that, they've been playing on Thanksgiving uh, every single year since 66. Well, let's start with those Detroit Lions. They face off against the Houston Texas, Texans, excuse me, the early Thanksgiving Day game. Uh, the Texans have had a down season, so have the Lions, but Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, you got to think they're all must-goes against a Lions team that is struggling right now. Yeah, without question. Uh, that offense, I mean, I know Nuke is you know, arguably one of the three best wide receivers in fantasy football, but I mean, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller have done pretty well, and Deshaun Watson done pretty damn well, too, so... Uh, with some question marks going into the season on how Deshaun would do without Nuke. Well, he's answered those questions. He's been uh, tremendous. Now, the one player that you're probably thinking about starting who maybe you want to fade this week is Duke Johnson. The matchup's great. Detroit's been terrible against running backs. But look at Duke's numbers. I mean, he's had a 35% touch share since week nine. He's averaging fewer than 10 points per game. So he's like a flex at best. I'm hoping we get DeAndre Swift back. If we do, he is a must start. Matthew Stafford's a bit of a fade for me without Kenny Galladay. I don't know that he's going to be able to go. Danny Amendola is a question mark as well. Uh, TJ Hawkins is a play for me uh, for Detroit at a very thin tight end position, especially now that uh, Taysom Hill has been removed from that position by a certain product out there that we won't mention. Yeah, we cannot get into that because I think that that was a mistake. We both agree on that one. So the fallout will be interesting. Washington football and Dallas Cowboys, it is the old battle between That's the right. two NFC East rivals. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I guess I can say Cowboys versus Indians. If not, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Cowboys versus indignious people, That's whatever right. the case may be, it's Dallas and Washington football. Cowboys three-point favorite at home played better last week. Mm-hmm. Zeke Elliott looks to be rolling. What are we doing with those Cowboy wide receivers in this game? I hope Zeke continues to roll. I'd play Coop and I'd play Lamb and that's it. I'm not playing Michael Gallup. I mean, Cooper's getting targeted a bunch. The matchup isn't as good as it was last week. I mean, C.D. Lamb, how can you bench a guy after, you know, he made that ridiculous Matrix-like touchdown catch against Minnesota? I mean, he's just too talented to sit uh, in most weeks. I mean, Andy Dalton, he made three touchdowns. He was all right. I mean, Minnesota's defense isn't any good, but it was good to see. I will say this, Antonio Gibson's become a virtual must-start across the board. The last time he played the Cowboys, uh, he had 18-plus fantasy points. Terry McLaurin's become a must-start across the board. Other than that, I mean, maybe you could roll with Logan Thomas, but there are no buys this week, so the tight end position uh, is a little bit deeper than it's been, of course, with four teams off. Would you call me a homer, Mike, if I told you that CeeDee Lamb's catch was better than Odell Beckham's catch? Nope, I I would not. The body control that he showed on that, I mean— it was ridiculous, man. It, it was unreal. And I'm a homer, yeah, too, so I, that's I, fine. I, 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 I watched that catch a couple times, and to see how he was able to make that play, like you mentioned, that body control, very interesting. Tomorrow night, Thanksgiving Eve ends with a good one. Well, not Thanksgiving Eve. Thanksgiving evening mm-hmm. ends with a good one. AFC North battle. The Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last time these two teams met on Thanksgiving, Mike Tomlin figured out a way to do a two-step I onto the field. That. That's right. <laughs> I remember that. But we get those these two bitter rivals tonight. Mike, I'll lead it off by saying the Baltimore Ravens are going to win this football game. Well, if they do, that means good things for Lamar Jackson, you would think. But Lamar Jackson has been a dud this season for most of uh, fantasy fans out there. If I have Taysom Hill, I am seriously considering benching Lamar Jackson. Uh, Pittsburgh's been that one team that's been able to handle him, and he hadn't been good this season. So I could be completely wrong on that. Really, there's there's two players with the Ravens that I would start with confidence. Gus Edwards, 
who was very good against Pittsburgh earlier in the season, and J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram are both out there on the COVID list, and Mark Andrews because there's nobody else. I, I mean, you've got Travis Kelsey, you've got Darren Waller, you've got Mark Andrews. you got to play these guys. I don't have confidence in Lamar Jackson in this game. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he goes for 20. I don't have confidence in him. He, he has not shown uh, that he is the same player that he was in 2019 when he was averaging nearly 28 a game. So you probably got to play him, but if you've got Taysom Hill, if you got Justin Herbert, I mean, hell, there can be a, a case made for Derek Carr over Lamar Jackson this week. So, And on the flip side, well, first, no wide receivers in Baltimore should even be owned. Uh, no. Even Hollywood Brown, who's been more like Skid Row Brown this season. He's been terrible. And then for Pittsburgh, like Roth- Kent City Brown. <laughs> I mean, Roethlisberger's been on a roll. He's typically good at home. So I think he's a back-end QB1. James Conner's been an absolute dud recently, but you probably still have to play him. Pittsburgh's just throwing the ball all over the joint. And I'll start all three wide receivers. I mean, Juju's probably the least attractive of the three. Uh, Chase Claypool, you may think, well, the matchup's not good, but he had a decent stat line against Baltimore earlier on in the season. And Deontay Johnson's just a target machine, so you play him. Eric Ebron's in the mix there as well in some deeper leagues. He's more of a a back-end, tight-end one. Would you start? I had This is is, is my my own personal fantasy team, Mike. Uh, Eric Ebron or TJ Hawkinson? Hawkinson. Just the volume of yeah. the targets, man. Uh, Ebron's been good. Don't get me wrong. Hawkinson's just getting a boatload of opportunities. And if Kenny G can't go and Amendola can't go, uh, Hawkinson's in your lineup. I don't believe Kenny G practiced at all so far this week. So keep an eye on an injury report. I think Kenny G um, <clears throat> got a holiday. Yeah, he's I don't think breaking Galladay my back. I've got like so many shares of him, and he's not playing. King is classic. I got him. Mind you, so I got him in the Kings Classic, mm-hmm. and I also have I also have Hopkins in that league. I have Galladay. I have um, another top wide receiver who escapes my mind right now. But I also have T Higgins on that team, Ooh. and I'm like, wow, well, no, you can't really. Well, we'll get we'll get to T Higgins mm-hmm. at some point. Um, New York, <clears throat> excuse me, Miami Dolphins, New York Jets, Tua and the boys come into the Meadowlands for the first time. Tua looks across that sideline and like, I'm glad I don't play for y'all. Um, <laughs> Dolphins playing good football right now. But it's always going to be tough, a division road game. You would think. I mean, the Jets stink, and they're tanking for, for <laughs> Trevor, that's for sure. So I think Tua is a two-QB league quarterback, and that's probably about it. Um, I like him a lot, but he hasn't instilled a lot of confidence in me. But the Jets have, uh, well, uh, one of the league's worst defenses. I think Savan Ahmed is a very good play, unless Miles Gaskin returns which is within the realm of possibility right now as we're taping this. We're not sure. Uh, it's obviously Wednesday. We're taping early for the holiday. But if Ahmed is the guy, you start him against the Jets. I like Travis, uh, excuse me, Devontae Parker uh, this week as well as a wide receiver three flex uh, against the Jets. Their defense, again, uh, one of the worst in the National Football League. And then on the Jets side, is there anybody that you could, I mean, even Crowder. Like Sam Darnold could be back this week, which would make me feel better about Crowder. Rashad Perriman's been good the last couple of weeks, but do I trust him? No. And, I mean, Frank Gore. That, you know what, Corey? The world's going to end, and Frank Gore is still going to be walking around carrying a football. Uh, the guy's never yeah, no, going away, crazy. man. Like, I love how Adam Gay says, we're going to try to get Michael P. Ryan more involved in the offense. Guess what? Gore was the guy again last week. P. Ryan gets hurt. And now it's Gore and, like, Ty Johnson. Good luck. So, Gore is, a, is worth it a roster spot if you're desperate. But I don't know that I'd play him, even though it is a revenge game, right? But a lot of teams are revenge games against uh, uh, Frank Gore at this point. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, speaking of um, <clears throat> lines, 
Adam Gates probably looking for the unemployment line <clears throat> at some point. He's still cashing those and, checks, man. I mean, he's going to be fine. Like I said, I think he could get 75% of those checks to Peyton Manning because he hadn't done jack since he left Denver. Cleveland Browns, Jacksonville Jaguars. This game is down in Duval County in Jacksonville, Florida. The Browns come in. The Browns looking like a playoff team right now. Nick Chubb back running. Jim Brown style without the arm pads. And we've seen <laughs> the passing game leaves less to be desired. And we always talk about how Kareem, Kareem Hunt seems to play better <laughs> with, with I'm about Weird, to say right? Jim Brown, with Nick Chubb in the lineup. <laughs> this is, like, <laughs> not this is the Brown. best running back duo the Browns have had since Ernest Biner and Kevin Mack back in the 80s, and I think you all remember them. Uh, so you're starting both players. This is going to be a game where the Browns are going to dominate on the ground. The Jaguars' defense is a mess. Like, the whole defense is hurt. Everybody's hurt. It's crazy. With that being said, I still don't like Baker Mayfield. I don't trust mm-hmm. him. He's had one good game all year. He had five touch to get, five touchdowns against Cincinnati. I think he only has like 15 on the year. So, I mean, a third of his uh, of his touchdowns came in one game. And I think he's just going to be handing the ball off to Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, Jacksonville has held two of the last three visiting quarterbacks to fewer than 17 fantasy points, including Ben Roethlisberger last week. But still, you know, they're all banged up. I just don't trust Baker. He's a two QB or super flex league option at best this week. Uh, other than that, I can play Austin Hooper, although the last couple of weeks have been somewhat of a disappointment. I can still play him. Landry, I mean, Jacksonville's not great against the slot, so he's probably a deep league play. Rashad Higgins, same kind of thing. On the Jacksonville side, Mike Glennon is starting for the Jaguars this week. Does that help anybody? I mean, I don't think so. It's still Mike freaking Glennon. Uh, So I I guess I'm playing DJ Chark. James Robinson is a must-start. Other than that, I mean, hell, Jacksonville's got nothing right now. Brown's defense is also a good play. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. The under the under 49 is also a good look on this one, too, in my mm-hmm. opinion. New York Giants, Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. Um, the friendly is not starting, is he, Mike? <laughs> no, but it I mean, is Brandon Allen much better? Like he stinks too. No, probably I mean, not. He's not yeah, exactly. he's a little bit better than Ryan Finley, but it, I mean it, it's certainly not gonna change my mind about, you know, like T. Higgins. Now I'm worried about him. The matchup's not terrible, but the quarterback play is. And honestly, like for Cincinnati, there's nobody I would start with supreme confidence. Like a Geo's probably a flex. Tyler Boyd's going to get volume, so he's probably in the wide receiver three mix. But that's it. On the Giants side, I like Daniel Jones in in multi QB leagues. He's been playing better. He's had twenty plus in two of his last four. So he he had been terrible, right? Wayne Gallman's a good play. No Devonta Freeman. He's had a touchdown in four straight games. Uh, Cincinnati's given up fourteen plus points to running backs eight times this year. Uh, you can play Sterling Shepard as a three. Evan Ingram's a really good play against that defense. I mean, even Darius Slayton's not terrible this week. I mean, Cincinnati's defense, again, not good at all. So, And the Giants' defense. like, And the Giants' defense is not good in fantasy, but it, Brandon Allen. So, I mean, they're worth a roll of the dice. No doubt I did pick them up in the league this week. Los Angeles Chargers, Buffalo Bills. Chargers come across the country. Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, two of the real good young quarterbacks in the league. Are we going to get my man Austin Eckler back this week? Mike, shoot him a text. I I will. He's not going to tell me, though. Like, these guys don't tell me anything when it comes to, like, yeah, I'm coming back or I'm not coming back. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be back this week. If he's not, Kalen Balaj gets one more uh, week of run there, and he's an RB2 flex starter. Mike Williams was the guy that I liked last week. He was one of my sort of DFS bargain plays, and he had a touchdown. I wouldn't chase the points, though. Uh, Buffalo has given up just nine touchdowns and they've given up the 10th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So this is a Hunter Henry week. Uh, every week is a Keenan Allen week. I mean, the guy's just bananas good. He gets targeted what 19 times last week. I mean, it's just insane. And 
Justin Herbert's a must start at this point. Justin Herbert, folks, and, and this is this is how unpredictable fantasy football football can be. If Justin Herbert continues to play at the level that he's played at, and Lamar Jackson continues to struggle, Lamar Jackson is absolutely positively going to be drafted after Justin Herbert in 2021 fantasy leagues. It's going to happen. That's how crazy and unpredictable the NFL can be. Herbert's been playing unbelievably good. Lamar Jackson, not so much. Herbert, I can't even use him and start him and sit him anymore. Like, it's it's too easy at this point. What if, what if the offensive coordinator change in Baltimore in the offseason? But, but you would, Greg Roman's like, he's kind of the perfect fit for that offense, but right? Greg because Roman has been criticized before. I, I get it. No, I, play I, I get it. And, and I mean, if that, if that happens, well, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it, uh, you know, at that point, at that but, point. but yeah. right now, Mark Jackson Can't doesn't look him. good in the passing game. Uh, he's yeah. still, no. he's still getting you some yards, you know, in the occasional touchdown in the running game, but it's almost like Cam Newton with Lamar, right? If he doesn't get you something on the ground, his numbers aren't all that great. It makes it very tough to roster. Uh, and another decision I have in a different league this week, Josh Allen or Justin Herbert. I go with the guy on the home uh, on the home field. I'd go with Josh Allen, but it's close. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. Los Angeles Raiders, uh, Atlanta Falcons in the dome in Atlanta this week. Mm-hmm. Raiders coming. See, like the Raiders play on the East Coast every week. You know All what right. I'm saying? So, so the Raiders come back East again this week. You know, what I think it's interesting, mm. and he plays good when the game script is in his favor. Devontae Booker, and the game script has, should be yeah. in the Raiders' favor this week. Booker should be owned, man. I mean, even if it's just as a handcuff uh, for for Josh Jacobs, he's been playing pretty well. Uh, But let's let's break this game down. And for Atlanta, it all depends on Julio Jones, honest to God. Like, Matt Ryan is terrible when Julio Jones either is out or limited. He's been terrible. And the matchup was great last week, and he sucked. So Ryan's probably startable if Julio's active. If not, I'd probably fade him. Uh, Calvin Ridley's in play this week. Hayden Hurst, even though he had nothing last week, uh, still in play, especially if Julio can't go. I really like Todd Gurley this week. He had a stinker last week, but the Saints defense is no joke against the run. Uh, Las Vegas has given up 14 total touchdowns and the fifth most points to running back. So uh, get Gurley into your lineups this week. On the flip side, I like Derek Carr a lot this week, man. Atlanta's defense is horrible. I mean, they they have been absolutely just gashed this season. So uh, if you're in DFS league or if you are looking to stream a quarterback, although that's probably not as big of an option with no teams off this week. But, I mean, Carr had three touchdowns against the Chiefs last week. Uh, Atlanta's given up almost 26 a game to quarterbacks. Four different quarterbacks have scored over 29 against them. So Carr is worth a look. And so is Nelson Aguilar. Like, let's give the man some respect. But he's got six touchdowns. Atlanta's defense can't stop wide receivers. Like, Nelson Aguilar is a viable wide receiver three or flex this week without question. Tennessee Titans, Indianapolis Colts. This should be a good one in Indianapolis. The Colts are a three and a half point favorite. The Colts keep or the Colts have been the favorite in a lot of these games the past month. People think they shouldn't have been the favorite in. And they're playing well yeah, they and they're getting wins. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a tough one right here. Break this one down for me, Mike. This is a very difficult one to handicap. Yeah, it is. And there's not a, a ton of players here that we like from a fantasy perspective. Like, like Phillip Rivers had a decent game a couple of weeks ago against the Titans. Ryan Tannehill did nothing. Uh, he had fewer than 11 points. Uh, Indianapolis has held opposing quarterbacks to fewer than 13 points per game at Lucas Oil Stadium. That That is an interesting stat. The only two guys who've done anything there this year, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. So beware, beware of this uh, Colts defense and Ryan Tannehill. You're starting Derrick Henry. You're starting A.J. Brown. You're probably starting Jonu Smith, although uh, he wasn't great the last time these two, two teams played. He just got lucky, if you remember. Um, and, and now... 
with, with uh, you know, with Corey Davis coming off a big game, people may be looking to start him. I'd probably fade him. He had a decent game against the Colts a couple of weeks ago, but not great. So uh, I think he's probably like a three or a flex. Uh, on the Colts side, again, Rivers is not a startable asset for me unless I'm in a multi-QB league. And when you're looking at that ground game, I still don't know. I mean, it was Naheem Hines who had the big game a couple of weeks ago against Tennessee. But last week, Jonathan Taylor got most of the touches. Does that mean it's going to happen again? No, I don't know. So all three of those backs, although Jordan Wilkins has kind of faded a little bit, so he's probably on the outside looking in. I'd say Taylor's probably the more attractive of the two, but you never know. Both guys uh, certainly flexible. Michael Pittman also had a good game against Tennessee earlier in the season, had right around 19 points, and he's getting a lot of targets uh, from Phillip Rivers, although only had three last week, but he cashed in one for a touchdown. So I would get him into the lineup. And other than that, I mean, you can't play T.Y. You can't play any of the Colts no. tight ends. So it's it's sort of uh, it's sort of a bare game for Indianapolis in terms of you know starting players with any kind of confidence. Carolina Panthers and Minnesota Vikings meet up in Minnesota. Oh, boy, I tell you what, Dalvin Cook has been the man. We see we, – oh, oh, do we get Bridgewater this week, Mike? I'm not sure. I hope so. I hope so, but I'm not sure at this point. He, he was close. He was close last week. So depending on the severity of the injury, maybe he will get back this week. But that's going to be something to watch, folks, over the next couple of days. So who do you like as far as the, uh, the fantasy assets on in this game? I'll, Everybody's a chalk. Yeah, I, right. I, I really think so. I mean, McCaffrey might be back this week. So, like, yeah, if, uh, that would be great if McCaffrey can come back. Dear Lord. So, keep tabs on that. Now, keep in mind, if McCaffrey comes back, you know, then then maybe a guy like Curtis Samuel is not as attractive. But Curtis Samuel, in the last four weeks, is the wide receiver 10. 10, yep. folks. I mean, that's damn good. So, uh, he's startable. I like Robbie Anderson. I like DJ Moore. You could play them all because the matchup's good, right? Now, Kirk Cousins... I don't feel like he's a QB one this week. I liked him as a as a play last week, but Carolina's defense has not been terrible against quarterbacks. Uh, they've given up an average of fewer than eighteen fantasy points per game. And here's where I fear Cousins this week. Carolina can't stop the run at all. So if Dalvin Cook is smashing this defense, you know Cousins might throw twenty passes. So in a multi QB league, I play him. Other than that, I'm probably fading him. And again, on the uh, you're starting Justin Jefferson, and you may look at the numbers and think, wait a minute. Carolina has actually been pretty good against wide receivers. Overall, that might be true. Look at their numbers on the road. They are not good. They've actually given up the ninth most points to home wide receivers. And they've given up the sixth most points to home wide receivers who line out wide. Yeah, I go a little deep at the stats, man. I like to do that. So uh, Jefferson's in play. Adam Thielen, we're not sure, bro. He's on the COVID list. And Mike Zimmer's like saying, I don't know if he's going to play this week which would mean more targets for Justin Jefferson and maybe uh, some more targets for the tight ends there. But uh, for the most part, a chalk game for the Vikings. Like I said, Kirk Cousins, uh, more of a two QB option for me this week. Saints and Broncos in Denver. Taysom Hill and the crew. Got to give a shout out to Sean Payton for starting Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. He performed well, got the job done. Fantasy managers picked him up now. He's ready to rock and roll going up against the Bronco team. But Drew Locke is also playing well. But this should be a smash spot for the Saints. Yeah, it should be. Uh, this is a good spot for Taysom Hill. Uh, Denver's allowed 18-plus fantasy points uh, to quarterback seven times. Four of those times, it was over 20. They gave up over 20 to Sam Darnold. I mean, so that just tells you all you need to know about the Broncos' defense. So Taysom Hill uh, is in play. Alvin Kamara, though, I'd like to – I mean, he didn't have a catch last week. I mean, for the first time in his career. And with Taysom Hill getting uh, 
running opportunities near the goal line, that kind of makes Alvin Kamara a little bit less valuable. I'm not telling you to sit him. Obviously, that no, would be you stupid. Him. But yeah. maybe his ceiling has taken a little bit of a hit. Michael Thomas had 52% of the targets last week, so it uh, looks like he's back in the good graces. Other than that, I'm not starting any Saints. I'm not starting Jared Cook. I'm not starting Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I'm starting their defense. I'm starting Will Lutz. But that's it on the offensive side. For Denver, I, I don't like Melvin Gordon in this game. I, I don't. The Saints' defense is no joke against the yep. run, man. I mean, they have allowed the second-fewest fantasy points to running backs. And last week, even though Gordon did well, he basically split snaps and touches down the middle with Philip Lindsay. So he's not seeing a featured workload. You probably got to play him. Just beware that matchup. I don't love a lot of Broncos this week. I don't love Judy. I don't love Noah Fant. Uh, you know, Tim Patrick, who has been very underrated, he's been pretty good. I, I don't like him either. So... This is more of a, of a Saints game from a fantasy standpoint. There's not a lot of Broncos to love in this game. Yeah, no, I would agree with you with everything you said on that When The Broncos in a tough spot, even though at, at home they're going up against that rough defense. 49ers and the Rams, NFC West battle. The Rams are a seven-point favorite in this one. San Francisco can't seem to get right healthy, uh, can't, can't, can't seem to get right injury-wise, but the Rams are starting to play some very good football. But things have gotten confusing in the backfield. Like, you can't start any one of those three guys. Like, Cam Akers got in the end zone last week. They've decreased the touches of Daryl Henderson. I don't know if he's 100% or not. Malcolm Brown's in the mix. So that backfield now becomes, I can't play anybody. Kind of like the Ravens when they're at full strength. I can't play any Rams running backs. I I just can't do it. And Jared Goff, this guy drives me nuts. If I could swear, I would. He stinks against Seattle, and then he puts up a good number across the country in Tampa. I mean, figure that out. I don't like him this week. He's a two-QB option only. Uh, he's been very unreliable. He scored fewer than 17 points in four of his last five games. That included the game against the, the Niners where he had 14.9. The Niners defense can be tough on quarterbacks. I, I, I don't just, I don't trust Jared Goff. Uh, you're starting Robert Woods. You're starting Cooper Cup. And don't come at me and say, well, if you don't like the quarterback, how can you play the wide receivers easily? Wide receivers can have a good game without their quarterback putting up numbers, exactly. especially in PPR leagues. And then for the Niners, Corey, there's a lot of question marks. Who's going to be their number one running back? I don't know. Like, is Moster coming back? If he is, he's probably a flex at best. The Rams are nasty good against the run. If it's McKinnon, I'm not playing him. Jeff Wilson Jr. is eligible to come off injured reserve. I'm not sure what's going on there. And then at wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk's on the COVID list. I mean, Debo hasn't played. So I don't know who the wide it's receiver is. a mess. Right. And even, you're going to play the number one wide receiver for the Niners against Jalen Ramsey? I think not. And then Jordan Reed's maybe a desperation play uh, for for those fantasy owners in need at tight end because he should see some targets, especially if the Niners are down, you know, a couple of their top wide receivers. No doubt. I agree. It's it's tough to rely on this Niners team right now for any fantasy purposes with the injuries that they've had uh, so far this season. Kansas City in Tampa in Tampa. Pat Mahomes bring the champions down there to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the boys. Brady and the boys not playing well right now, Mike. You know what you got to do with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's all hands on deck. Yep. What about for Tampa Bay? I'll tell you, man. When Tom Brady's got his back against the wall and people are coming out crapping on him this week, you watch what he's going to do. What did he yep. do against Carolina after they got boat raced by the Saints? Came out and had a huge game. I think Tom Brady's the top 12 quarterback this week. I really do. Like, I, I have Taysom Hill ranked ahead of him. Other than that, there's no real surprises. So, uh, I, I play Brady this week, uh, unless you have another option that that's pretty good or has a really great matchup. And you know what? I mean, the, the Chiefs defense is a lot an average of just 17 points per game to quarterbacks, but that's that's kind of deceiving because they've given up 20 plus points 
five different times, including Derek Carr, who's had two such performances against him. So the Chiefs are not that great against quarterbacks. Now, the ground game, I, I said to sit Ronald Jones because I'm doing the opposite. Now, most people are going to sit Ronald Jones this week because he sucked last week and he'll probably have a good game. I, I'm, I'm going Costanza on this backfield. I have no idea from a week-to-week basis. I have no idea. I think Ronald Jones is a flex and Leonard Fournette's kind of the – he's a less attractive flex. And a wide receiver, you're still starting them all. I mean, Godwin, yep. Evans, and A.B. had good games last week. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Both of these teams, you know, can easily put up over 60 combined points. So I'm starting everybody. I'm starting Gronkowski. I think it'll be a high-scoring affair. Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers close out Sunday. Sunday night football, football night in America. The rivals from the NFC North, the Green Bay Packers are the home team in this one. The Bears come in off the road. Mike, what do you think? Well, we're not sure what's going on with the quarterback position in Chicago because Nick Foles got hurt before the bye week. So that's something to yep. keep tabs on. Like they they may be, you know, playing with Tyler Bray. They're, they're going to be in trouble if that happens. And I, I will tell you this. I love Allen Robinson. I love him. He's a great wide receiver. I don't know if I can play him against Jair Alexander if Foles is out. Like, honestly, yeah, I, I, I mean, that, that that's bad, dude. I mean, that is that that is not a good thing. So, and, and Jair Alexander is one of the top cover corners in the National Football League, folks, and he should be all over Allen Robinson. So, if Bray is under center for the Bears, uh, jump ship on everybody in Chicago, and maybe including David Montgomery, who may be back this week. He missed last week's game with yep. a concussion, but the matchup's really good against Green Bay. On the Packers side, it's kind of chalk. I don't care who Rodgers is playing. I'm playing him, right? He proved last week. I mean, the Colts defense is very good, and he carved them up. I'm playing Aaron Jones, obviously. Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the damn league right now. Uh, Robert Tunyon, I'd probably fade this week. I like the Packers defense, especially if Bray is going. Uh, I still like him regardless. And then with Al Lazard and Marcus Valdez-Scantling, I think they're going to kind of take away from each other this week, and the matchup's not great, so I probably uh, would fade both guys. All right, there you go right there. Mike, sit, start out, and ready to roll? Oh, it is out there, folks. And, uh, you know, make sure you're keeping tabs on that. It is updated right now on Wednesday. I don't think I'll be updating it on Thursday because I will be eating turkey, uh, watching football, and hoping the Cowboys don't embarrass themselves on national television. And uh, so, but Friday it will get that that refresh. And make sure you check that out. And my player rankings will also be available here uh, in the next 24 hours. So make sure you check that out. Of course, at si.com slash fantasy. And please check out Corey Parson because the guy is freaking awesome. He knows his fantasy. He knows his gambling far more than I do on the gambling side. That's for sure. So make sure you're checking Corey out as well and all the guys at SI. Well, thank you very much, sir. So everybody out there, enjoy the holiday. Friday, those updates come. And, of course, we'll be back next week as we get closer and closer to week 13. Obviously, fantasy football, you're guaranteed 13 weeks. 14, 15, and 16, you got to get there. The community at SI Fantasy Plus will help you do that. For Michael Fabiano, I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. We are out. Happy Thanksgiving.